Welcome to the Ministry Marks Podcast. My name is Thomas Majors, and I'm joined by David Haynes. Today, our topic is burnout, burnout in ministry. So I'm going to throw this at David, and he's going to begin our discussion about burnout. Yeah, well, Thomas, what what led us to this was something I recently read uh, in Lance Witt's book, Replenish. He called people who have experienced burnout something, or people who are experiencing burnout, he called them something that is spot on. He says they are dead people running. And I think burnout is a lot like that. It's people running. They are dead people running. You wouldn't see it. They are extremely active. They are running through the motions, not just going through the motions, but running through the motions. And that's what he calls burned out people. So, so Thomas, let me ask you, what are, what, what, what's your idea of burnout? Just to use that definition, who was that? Uh, Lance Witt, and the book is replenished. You know, that's the book and socks we got a few weeks ago from the IMB or the <laughs> yeah. or NAM. Yeah, yeah. The, the socks are sitting on my desk. <laughs> yeah, and. Uh, and the I book thought, is on my shelf somewhere. I've not read it. If, if Nam is going to spend millions of dollars to send out books to all the pastors, the least I can do is read it because I'm a good Baptist. Have you read your book yet? <laughs> nope. I have not read it and have not worn the socks yet. Yeah, I've worn the socks twice and I've read the book, Big Boy. And it's a, it's a good book. So dead people running. People who are burned out are zombies. Yeah. What is burnout? I would describe burnout as running on reserves. It is when you have spent everything that you have, but you still are serving, you are still are giving, running on reserves, and but but all of the joy, the passion of ministry is completely gone. Now that's different from being tired. We get tired, and we get tired in the ministry. Jesus even got tired in the ministry. He had to sleep. He would sleep. He would eat. Uh, we get tired and we have days that are tiring. But when we're talking about burnout, we're talking about something that is happening within us, uh, something where we're, we've lost something and it begins to affect us emotionally and physically and, and I get, yes, even spiritually as well. It's so much that is happening within our life that we don't have a recovery time. It's, it's like a rubber band that is being stretched and stretched, but it's not being able to release that pressure and come back down. And it's still just being stretched and stretched. So burnout, I think it has something to do with stress. Uh, stress. And when we have stress in our life and in our ministry, it really affects and it leads to burnout. Now, this is something that I like to say. I think I read this somewhere, but I don't remember from what book I read it or who may have written it. But, but I usually like to say this. Most people can deal with a little bit of stress for a long period of time. Most people can deal with a lot of stress for a little bit of time. And then almost no one can do deal with a lot of stress for a lot of time. Yeah. So a, a little bit of stress for a long period of time. Yeah, we can, we can deal with that. Yeah. A lot of stress for a little period of time. Yeah. But a lot of stress for a lot of time leads to burnout. And, and that can happen in ministry. Mm -hmm. It can happen in ministry uh, very quickly. So David, let me ask you this. 
do you know anyone who is burned out in ministry? Who who is currently burned out? I I feel that I do. I think you and I have a friend who uh, who is burned out, and I would say that I previously have been burned out in ministry and you have been anybody who's been a minister really over a year, year and a half has experienced burnout. And uh, so, yes, we can, we even see it in people. You and I have had discussions about friends who we think are experiencing burnout just because of what they say and the tenor of the average conversation that we have with them, that guy's experiencing burnout in the ministry. Yeah. As I was thinking about this podcast and just working through my ideas, I I came to a person that we both know who served two or three churches that were intense. Yeah. Very difficult. And he is no longer in the ministry. That's right. the, The stress of the ministry, the stress of relationships and all of those things just, just overwhelmed him. The stress on his family. It was it was difficult for everyone involved uh, in his family when it came to the ministry setting. He got to the point of burnout. He burnt out. He, he, he burnt out. Yeah, that's it. And and now he I mean he is no longer in the ministry at all and is very cold yeah. to the ideas of yeah. ministry and and to any semblance of ministry at all. And so it's very sad when we see that in some way. Yeah, world. where you and I have experienced burnout, we didn't burn out. Where where he did and just threw his hands up and said, "This is it. I, I can't take it." Now, now this is a personal question, so let me feel more than comfortable to yeah. to say no or whatever sure. you'd like. When was the last time that you think, "Oh, I w- I was really close." I know when mine is. Uh, there are other times that I can kind of feel that's coming on, but but there was another time that I know that I was oh whoa I, I was being I was burning from both ends I yeah. was I was on the end. Do you have an experience like that? Uh, yeah, it would have been a few months ago. Uh, no, I, uh, it would have been like a year or a year and a half ago. And just with with difficulties within the ministry, that'll say, and when it rains, it pours. It's true in our lives as well. Uh, a little bit of stress, but th- but when a little bit of stress continues to 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 unfold to more stressful situations, yeah, that's the time that I look back to. Things have been really really good since then, but there was a difficult. Uh, there was a difficult season in in ministry for me just a um, year and a half, two years ago, and it was and and I was on the verge of of, of burn out, uh, but because of past experiences, you know that never touched anything like a past experience. The Lord was true in more extreme difficult situations. I knew He'd be true again. I mean, he, he He's good. He's a good God, and so everything went much better. I think I'm learning how to deal with difficulties through prior difficulties. So this, that last season was not as bad as what it could have been previously. For me, mine was this past summer at the beginning of the summer. I was, I was just, I was trying to do quite a few things with my education, with uh, going to a seminar and getting a paper approved. And I was having some difficulties working with my chair and not feeling like I was getting the responses that I needed and, and just many other things, just, just burning, just burning on both ends. And one Sunday morning I was, 
getting ready to preach and somebody, uh, it was my associate pastor, associate pastor in the hallway asked me, said, how are you today? And with that question, it was like all of the emotion that yeah. I'd been building up just kind of came out and I said, I'm not okay. Yeah. I'm not okay. And, and it was the first time I can remember uh, saying that in that season of life, it was the first time I can remember saying that and all of the emotion that came with that. And I thought to myself, something's not right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You shouldn't be responding this way right now. and. And so it, it gave me the opportunity to do some introspection and to, to understand how I'd gotten my life out of place. You know, I'd, it was mismanaged. It was kind of out of place. And I was, I was upset about, you know, you know, all of those things in ministry. And, and then I had a time of renewal during the month of July. I just committed myself to to really prayer. And I had a time of revival in prayer and renewal in prayer. And my church experienced that as well. And I think because I did, they did as well. And so I, I didn't burn out, but I was really, really close. I mean, I was really close. <laughs> well, you know, Thomas, we see in the book of First Kings chapter 19 that Elijah because of an experience with Jezebel, because of what she said, man, he experienced burnout. So there are certain things that can trigger it. Dude, doing seminary work and pastoring and being a husband and being a father definitely can lead to burnout. That's that, that Those are triggers that can happen in our lives. And so I believe we've kind of discussed some of those. Thomas, let me, let me ask you a question. What are personal signs whenever you can see that you are experiencing burnout? And let me kind of, while you're thinking, let me tell you what it is for me. I notice things that should not be getting on my nerves are getting on my nerves. Like, like that's what it is for me. I'm like, you know, that is getting on my nerves. I think, well, why? That shouldn't be getting on my nerves, you know? And, uh, but that's one of the little things that I realize. oh, okay, hey, there's something wrong here and I need to introspect. What is, what's something for you? For me, I know that I have, I'm getting to that point when I lose the joy of preparing and preaching sermons. So if, if I go, if I get to a point where I've been preaching four to six weeks in a row, Sunday morning, Sunday night, doing Wednesday night, and I get to a point where I think, I wonder, I wonder if there's a shortcut I can take in my preparation, or I don't want to, or I, I just feel like, man, I just, it's only 30 minutes. I, you know, it's a 30 minutes. If I can get 30, 30 minutes, then, <laughs> then when I get to that point, I know that something's not right. I'm losing some of the joy in The ministry. thing you love the most, you're, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, it's one of the things I love the most yeah. about the ministry is, I know some preachers don't like preparing sermons, but I yeah. like preparing sermons, writing yeah. out everything and, yeah. and, and then preaching it as well. And so if I lose the joy in either one of those, then I know that I'm getting close to, to being emotionally burned out, spiritually yeah. burned out. Yeah. All right. And Thomas, let me ask you this, following up on that, 
you, we, we mentioned some triggers and some of the things that you kind of notice in your life whenever you're experiencing burnout or heading in that way. What is your recovery? And and I, I looked at this. I have a short recovery plan, and then I have an extended recovery plan. Uh, what is your recovery process whenever you realize that you're experiencing burnout? What do you do? For short, uh, something that that I feel like helps me get my mind off of off of everything that may be going on is I'm a, I'm a nerd. Oh, Oh, did you hear that kids? It pays to be a nerd. I'm a, <laughs> I am a nerd and, uh, or a geek, maybe a geek. I don't know. Maybe there's terms. Hey, you better stop before you say something that offends yourself. <laughs> <laughs> Punch myself. <Yeah. laughs> you can't say that about me. Um, I like putting my mind to certain things. Not to anything. I don't like doing math problems or anything like that. But when it comes to electronics, I like this podcast. I I love doing things with electronics and podcasts, and I like working with my bees. And so, if if I'm having a rough day and it's in the summertime, I might I might just go out there and open my beehives up, or I might uh, I might sit down in front of a computer and start working on something just to get my mind just for a short period of time off of whatever is, is happening or I feel like I've been wronged or what, whatever it may be that's leading to that. I just, I just need something to get my mind off of it. And the best thing for that for me is to put my mind to something else, doing something else. I was an electrician. So one of the things I like to do is do electrical work. And, and there are times like this past summer, where I was, I just needed to do something else. And there are like smaller little electrical projects around the church. I'll start wiring something up. I'll wired up the outdoor sign to our, <laughs> our church or I run cat five cable or something like that through the church. And, and I just do, I do that and it gets my mind or I yeah. do some air conditioning work or something. Yeah. Yeah. Those are all things that gives my mind a period of time that I can think about something else and do something else. Now that's short term. Uh, long term, I think would be it would be to get away. And now, what is getting away for you and your family? It would be, it would be getting away from the church field for a period of time, no matter how long that may be. If it's a, a just one night. Two days, one night, if that is a week vacation or whatever it may be. I do love spending time with my wife. And That's so, nice. yes, she likes that too. I need some time away from the church field. I need time away from my three kids. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I need, I need just time with my wife that we can go out to eat that we can do things together. And that that recharges and refreshes me as well. So you and I are similar in age, yet our phase of life is a little different. You have three children and their ages are? My children, Tom Tom is 15, Ariano is 13, and Titus is seven. 
Yeah. And our daughter, Taylor, is is 19. So you and I are in a little different, uh, a little different boat when it comes children wise, dude, raising children. And we only we only have one child. You have that times three. And so that would we'll be give you one. much more. What'd you say? We'll give you one. You want a child <laughs> How much do you to charge? have for a while? <laughs> and so and so I understand about that. So uh, yeah, so we're in a we're in a phase of life where our daughter is 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 independent. She still lives at home. She's a second year college student. She's a sophomore. She'll be dorming, Lord willing, next year at a senior college. Uh, but, but, but we are, we're in a different, a little different phase of life. However, so let's go back and let me ask my question to myself, right. short yes. recovery and extended recovery. This is what I do whenever I feel that things are getting on my nerves, it shouldn't be getting on my nerves. I'm experiencing a little bit of, of ministry fatigue, ministry fatigue. Uh, the one thing I do, school might be going on kind of crazy, church work might be a little bit crazy. Uh, April and I have always loved getting out and riding. We hit the back roads, dude. We're we're, we're country people, and we, that's what we love to do. We love to get out and ride for two or three hours and cover areas we've never covered. We've been we've been down just about every back road in Prentice County, Alcorn County, Etowamba County, just about everywhere. We love to go and just ride, and we ride, and we'll take we'll get to the end of a road. She'll say left or right, and I'll pick one. And we will get to the end of that road, and I'll say left or right, and she'll pick one. And we like to ride and. Ask Actually, get lost and don't we don't know where we are. We'll be wind up in Tuscaloosa, Alabama, of all places. But we love to just get out and ride. So after two and a half, three hours of riding, we'll stop and get a bite to eat somewhere. I feel myself, okay, all right, I'm okay. This schoolwork is not going to kill me. This church work is not going to kill me. And so that's what I do for a short recovery period. And I try to do that. We try to get out and ride once a month, uh, sometimes more often than that, sometimes maybe once every six weeks. But we try. That's part of our activities together is getting out and riding the back roads. We love to do that. And number two, for for an extended time, what you said is correct in my family also, get away from the church field for a little bit. Uh, whenever I have three weeks vacation at the church I serve, so I usually take one of those in spring, one of those in summer, one of those in fall. And we just we just get away. I like to go to guys' churches where I can just sit back and enjoy and enjoy the worship service. Typically on a Sunday, we're on vacation. I'm going to be at a church somewhere, unless we're unless we're way out of town. We're at Disney World or something like that. But a few years ago, a few months back, we were here at church with you guys at Holly Baptist. We enjoy that. Uh, went to First Baptist Matheson about a year ago. A little before that, went to West Heights in Pontotoc. We like to just go to churches and see how they do what they do. And it is so encouraging just to take that time away. Typically, I take the Sunday before my week off. Off, off. So I'll take that Sunday off and then that whole next week I'll be off. My wife and I rarely go somewhere and spend seven days away. Like our last vacation, we spent uh, two nights out. We spent a night in Chattanooga, then a ch- night in Pigeon Forge, then we came right back. But one thing I like is that whenever we're at home, we only live um, a mile about 0.8 of a mile away from uh, the church. That's where our home is, but it might as well be in another county. We were actually outside the other day recording one of our Sunday previews for our church, and church members drove by, but they knew we were on vacation they didn't wave. They didn't stop. Nothing. <laughs> they just kept going. I thought, thank you, Lord. We sure do have some good church members because I'm on vacation and and I just you just have to unplug. You have to get away from any. I do not make any decisions while on va- while on vacation. If uh, someone texts me, I'll say on vacation. I'll holler at you Monday whenever I'm back in office. That's 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 kind of what I do. So it's just a, a time of getting away. This last vacation that I went on, I went kind of out of the country. We really didn't have any way of communication. 
And so you have to disconnect in that way. That's what we need sometimes. We need to disconnect from the day-to-day grind and the, the stress that comes along with all aspects of ministry. Not all of ministry is bad, and I hope our listeners are not, yeah. are not hearing that. But there are times where we, when our people hurt, we hurt. We carry the burdens that our people have. We carry that as well. And then on top of that, our responsibilities such as preaching, administration, all of those other things, they just begin to, to build up on us until we, we just have to step back and recharge, rewind, and that way we can begin afresh. I'm thinking about an acronym for when a person is going through burnout or even temptation, and I think it's applicable here. Have you ever heard of the acronym HALT? Mm -mm, I never have. This is all new to me. HALT. H-A-L-T. Okay, I'm going to spell it out for you because it may sound different when it comes through my country voice into this microphone. Yeah. Okay, HALT. H-A-L-T. You need to HALT when you're hungry, angry, lonely, tired. For my case, that, that time in the summer when I said I was so close, there were two of those things that I was experiencing. I was angry and I was tired. I was angry because I was not getting the response that I thought I should. And I was tired because I'd been doing it for, for a month. And so those two things kind of just built up in me. And when my associate pastor asked me, how are you doing? I thought, I'm not doing good. Yeah. <laughs> I, I needed to halt because I was angry and I was tired and I was, I was allowing it to affect me. So what do you think? What do you think? Do you see any similarities between that? Absolutely, I do. And I think whenever we become disconnected from our purpose and our calling, uh, we might make a crazy decision. So we must keep ourselves on guard from burnout. Let me read this to you. Dr. Mark Howard, AMS of Lee and Itawama Associations, told me this a few months back. I never heard it. It may be original with him. I doubt it. But it is really good. He says that some ministers will kamikaze their own ministry. They will torpedo their own lives to get out of the ministry. They'll do things that will blackball themselves because they're burned out and they don't want to admit burnout. They don't want to admit uh, I, I guess I, I'm weak and I'm tired and I just got to stop and they'll commit adultery. They'll do something that now they have to get out of the ministry. Have you ever heard the term kamikaze minister? I have not, but I think that is so uh, insightful. That could explain why some people do what they do. Maybe in his illustration or, or how you described it was about adultery, but but it could be that person wants to wants to end their ministry at that church, and so they tell that deacon what they're really thinking. Tell I'll tell this business meeting what I, and then your ministry is definitely over. They get to a point of no return. Yeah, Thomas. I'm also reminded of Isaiah forty thirty one. It says, "Those that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength." I think sometimes we get tired of waiting on the Lord. Just what you mentioned about someone telling that deacon off or that business meeting off. I think that sometimes we get tired of waiting on the Lord. Let's give our listeners something to leave with. We've told what we would do 
if we're experiencing burnout, what are some things that our listeners can do? And the very first thing that I have on, on a list that I have would be prayer and Bible reading. Yeah. Yeah. For me, that period of time where I went through the intentional period of prayer during the month of July, I was still doing other things. I had CLI, I had other things, but I was being more intentional about my prayer life and the the time I spent in prayer, what I was praying about, and it helped recharge me. And so I say prayer time and Bible reading is one of those. Can you think of some other things that a person can do to help with burnout. Yeah. And now this goes back to a class that I had at Blue Mountain College. The professor was Dr. Sweat. It was a psychology class, but I remember him saying as pastoral ministers were sometimes called on to counsel. And he says, if your guy, if you guys are, are counseling with someone and they're ex- hey, they're experiencing symptoms of burnout, he said, ask them, when was the last time you had a doctor? talk with you. When was the last time you had a medical examination? Man, I remember when, before I found out I was a diabetic, my, my, my health was in disorder. I just didn't know. Once I found that I was a diabetic, it took a couple of years to get everything right. And now I'm much more healthy and I think it helps me minister. So I would, I would say, I would say, look at the spiritual side. If you're experiencing burnout, if you're a, if you're a church member, if you're a, a listener, you don't have to be a minister. Look at your spiritual side, prayer, Bible study. I would say, look at the physical side of it. What's going on medically with you? Is there an undiagnosed problem that you're responding to? through burnout is is maybe what I would ask. Well, what else would you think, Thomas? I would add to that, and it goes right along with what you just said. I found through exercise that I feel better, that if I go a period of time without exercising, that I just, I just don't feel as good. I don't know what, why that is, if it's because of the chemicals being released in the brain or whatever it may be, maybe it's just all mental. And I just, I just feel like I I feel better, but exercise really helps with that as well. I would also add that eating correctly would make a person feel better in burnout. And the reason I say that is because for me, if I eat chocolate, it tastes so good. Oh, it tastes so good, but it makes me feel bad afterwards. And, And I will feel bad for a day or two after I eat chocolate. And so, but I love the way it tastes. Yeah. And so, and so I'll eat some chocolate, but then I'll feel bad. There could be a reason someone is feeling bad. And it could be because of them not eating correctly. And then the last thing I would add is what we've already talked about. And that would be leisure time, just spending time away, whether it's reading, whether it's driving or, or just being away, find some time for rest and relaxation. You know, that reminds me, you and I never took that trip to Top Golf. Remember, we had planned that. We were going to do that. Oh, yeah. But we never went to Top Golf, and I'm mad about it. So we need to go so that we can make sure that each of us do not experience burnout. I agree. <laughs> Let's do that soon. <laughs> Absolutely. Thank you so much for listening to the Ministry Marks podcast. Join us again. 